Testing, testing, one, two. Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys podcast. We're going to get started. This is a 30-minute 30, 30 free consultation for those who are interested in learning more about surviving and thriving in corporate. This is uh, season six, episode one of the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex. I am yours truly, your host eternally, forever entry level in corporate. And in starting off season six, I just want to let you know, I want to remind you, remind you that this podcast serves as a form of catharsis, a form of therapy, a form of social exercise. It's a social experiment. It's a social exercise in order to sharpen and hone our skill set for talking, in order to sharpen and hone our skill set in talking, verbalizing, imagining, elaborating, creating, presenting, promoting, so on and so forth. It's never bad. It's never a bad thing to, to develop not a complicated vocabulary, not a convoluted vocabulary, but something that's clear concise, simple even, in the right circumstances. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. This first episode, I'm going to go easy. It's coming from Reddit, r slash career guidance. For those that, uh, that need some career guidance and maybe don't have the resources or the facility to reach out to a professional expert, a corporate expert, someone who's who's studied and has refined theories in sociology and social psychology and how groups of individuals interact with one another and those groups form Working groups form crews and corporations, and those networks bleed into the sphere of influence of other working groups like governments and inform politics in that way. But this ain't that type of episode. We're going to get started with something light here, something very light, something to Wet the appetite. This one's pretty straightforward. The title of this one is, I got a bad review, and now what? Right? We've all been there. We've all been there, I feel. If you've never gotten a bad review because you were likely a pushover, or you just don't know how to, how to say no, which is, again, still being a pushover. Setting bounds in a professional manner doesn't necessarily mean that uh, 
you'll get a bad review for setting your bounds, setting your limits. It's just knowing your worth, really. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. And I haven't read the body of this question. The body goes, Hi, all. I started a new job over a year ago. The first six months were fine. My review was, quote-unquote, on target. To be honest, I didn't really do much. I wasn't trained much on any aspect of my role. And my direct supervisor wasn't really inviting me to meetings to learn more or become a more active contributor. I collected my check and just quietly plotted applying to a new role once I hit a year. I applied. I got picked for an interview. I asked my supervisor's position to move forward. The company policy. The company policy, I guess, stated that you had to get permission from a supervisor to move. That's weird. Uh, I mean, every corporation, every organization has their own internal policies. But uh, I guess if you couldn't coordinate that, if you, if you only asked for permission and uh, couldn't coordinate how to train somebody into your position, how to find your replacement, right? So you could, so you could avoid there being a vacuum and throwing your supervisor's, your supervisor's role into, uh, into chaos, not turmoil so much, but chaos, you know, introducing an element of chaos and incorporate any change is fucking chaotic just because of the nature, the way the, the, the bureaucrat, the bureaucratic nature that a lot of organizational hierarchies are. So if you could find a replacement and you can do it moving, that means that you can slip out of your position unnoticed and take on this promotion, this other position that you applied for and leaving your previous supervisor in good hands with your replacement, why wouldn't they approve it? Maybe, uh, maybe in this case, you might have gotten, maybe in this case, your performance was lacking in some respect, to some degree. So it says, it was rejected, their, their permission, the permission to ask, sorry, their, uh, the permission they asked for, the permission they asked of, yeah, the permission they asked of their manager was rejected. I was then given a poor review, a quote-unquote below target. And then they say, retaliation much? Question mark, exclamation point. Anyways, I asked for clear steps I needed to complete to get an on-target on my next review, a quote-unquote on-target for my next review. I was basically given a job description. <laughs> the vast majority of it, when given the opportunity to do uh, here in parentheses, the supervisor out of the office, I perform, which my boss and boss's boss will admit. I have been trying to get to these concrete tasks nailed down by management, but not well. But not well. I've been trying to get these concrete tasks nailed down by management, but not well. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not doing well and getting these concrete tasks nailed down, or they're not doing well in getting management to nail them down or just management is not doing well. Anyway, that sentence is 
wrongly worded. I even tried working with them to develop smart goals. None of the goals were actually smart. I was even accused of being condescending when I stated that the goals weren't smart. There were no metrics or timelines, for Christ's sake. I'm really at a loss. I'm really at a loss for what should I? I'm really at a loss for what should I do? <laughs> That's worded weird also. I'm really at a loss for what I should do. How about that? Should I just quit? Should I work with management and remind them what SMART goals are so we can declare a target for me to reach? And that's where they end it. That's where they cut it. Now, for those of us that might not be familiar what SMART goals are, a SMART goal essentially are goals that are typically laid out and shared with an employee Come time for, you know, their development reports, their their progress report. If they're given some kind of performance evaluation, like this person was, they were given a review and they were either, quote unquote, on target or, quote unquote, below target, right? In any case, these SMART goals, it's actually an acronym, S-M-A-R-T, the S standing for specific the goal being specific. It must be a specific goal. It's got to have some, some objective, some endpoint. The M stands for measurable. So where S is something specific, where you have to where you should make your goals specific and, and narrow to be able to plan effectively. The M means that they must also be measurable so that you know, what evidence, what evidence it is that you can collect, what data it is that you can collect to prove that you're on your way to attaining that stated objective, that specific objective above, right? That you're making that progress and that it that you're capable of reevaluating later with those measures. That's that's the proper way of tracking progress. The A stands for attainable. These SMART goals ought to be attainable, meaning realistic. They've got to be realistic. Realistic in the sense that they've got to be within your reach. They've got to be attainable so that you're able to, to plan and measure them. That's, that's how specific they have to be. You want to make sure that you can reasonably accomplish your goal and within some type of time frame right so you don't make it unrealistic don't make it don't say i'm going to be the best ever just say i'm going to be better every day i will be better every day that's specific that's measurable every day it is attainable you can be a you can be one percent better tomorrow than you were today and if you did things right, you're 1% better today than you were yesterday. The R stands for relevant. 
your goals should align with your values and long-term objectives. So in the context of corporate, these goals should align with corporate culture values, not social justice necessarily, but values that the corporation prioritizes. It could be innovation. It could be creativity. Not always profitability, right? Something sustainable, something productive, something wholesome. And those might necessarily reflect your personal values and the long-term objectives, hence the sustainability, hence the wholesomeness. Because profitability isn't always there. The moment profitability is gone is when you find organizations starting to quote-unquote right-size, quote-unquote furlough, just laying motherfuckers off. trimming up the company (laughs) it's because they they never ran sustainably they ran profitably and where profit is motive where profit is motive motive is opportunity you make your own opportunities the t in smart is time based again this is coming back to sense of realism you want to set a realistic and ambitious end date this and and the reason for this is to be able to prioritize what tasks need to be done and to motivate yourself to attain them to motivate yourself to attain them that way you have a deadline for yourself something firm something tangible so at the at the end of your deadline, at the end of your deadline, you can go back and measure. You can go back and measure and reevaluate what you've been able to attain. What part of that specific goal you've been able to realize. Now, this person having gotten a poor review, maybe uh, what they need to do is is remind management what smart goals are because there are a lot of managers who at one point were promoted and never actually used the concept of smart goals but you don't want to come out the gates saying do you not know what smart goals are because the way this person wrote all this shit that's really what it sounds like i i was even accused of condescending when I stated that the goals weren't SMART. And yeah, I mean, they capped all SMART, right? Because it's an acronym. But if they're coming out and straight up saying like, these goals aren't SMART, quote unquote, it's because you're a fucking retard and don't know how to read a room, don't know how to take social cues, don't know how to express yourself professionally, cogently, diplomatically. There are ways to say things that don't have you coming off like a fucking piece of shit, right? There are ways to not necessarily beat around the bush, but to get management, to coax management out to 
give you those two missing pieces. This person is saying that there were no metrics or timelines, right? There's ways to coax those out of your managers. Now, if you could read between, if you could, if you could read between the lines, if you could pick up on social cues, if you could pick up on verbal and nonverbal signals, then you might have already been informed. They would have already informed you that you ought to be looking for another job, right? But I'm not even going to push you that way because it sounds like you might be condescending. Maybe. If somebody took a little time out of their own professional development, right? Out of their own professional path in order to let you know that you might be fucking up on your own path, right? Because your paths happen across and they didn't like how you were conducting yourself. It's okay, to evaluate yourself because developing professionally is a smart goal forever. It's always smart and it's always in progress. So it's good to take a step back, recapacitate a little bit, evaluate yourself, take account for your actions. Because you might not be in the right. You might not be moving correctly. You, you might be coming at people sideways. Inappropriately. Improperly. And you might need to adjust. You have to adapt. Otherwise, you're just going to be jumping from ship to ship. From organization to organization saying, None of these, none of these fuckers got smart goals. <laughs> when in reality, it's you. You are not moving smart. Let's take a look at a couple of these comments. See what they're saying. <clears throat> Somebody says, don't quit, but start looking for a new job. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You don't want to like leave one spot and not have something else lined up, right? And so this, the uh, OP, the original poster says, definitely am. I have had phone screenings slash interviews pretty much weekly since I got shot down to interview internally. I like the company and its amazing benefits, but their managers are leaving me with much to be desired. You know, that's, that's pretty well worded. Maybe they were feeling emotional up top, but that response I could get behind. <clears throat> if the managers are leaving them with much to be desired, that, that could be signs that the managers aren't managing. The managers aren't leading. The managers aren't developing their crew the way they're meant to be, right? I mean, if, I mean, if you already have to ask for permit, just permission to interview, nah, bro, nah, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Why wouldn't they want to interview internally? Why wouldn't they want to promote from within, right? I don't know, man. Some companies that, that don't promote internally, if they don't have some alternative policy that, that really blows promoting internally out of the water, because honestly, promoting internally is, is one of the best aspects of having a corporation. You can cross-train. You can train an employee across multiple positions across multiple departments, 
so that they're able to pick up and obtain the knowledge and skills to compose a, uh, a very capable tool set to become a manager themselves one day. You hire somebody from outside and throw them straight into a manager position, they're going to lean on somebody. They're going to lean on somebody like a crutch. And it might be you for having hired them. <laughs> Don't fuck up, man. Don't fuck up. Next comment says, oh my God, this reminds me of my last job. I was in the same boat. First six months were fine, but then after that, my reviews weren't good. For the longest amount of time, I thought the fault was in me and kept trying so hard only to end up getting bad performance reviews each time. And I didn't know what to do. Unfortunately, there's no paragraphs here, by the way. So I don't know. Make of that what you will. Unfortunately, they cut my time short and my contract wasn't extended. It was only later I realized that the supervisors and the teams working above me weren't at their best shape, which affected my overall weren't at their best shape. What the fuck does that mean? Weren't at their best shape. Their goals for me weren't smart. They were very vague and almost unrealistic. And they put me under heavy scrutiny, which really messed up my confidence. I'm glad that you are already, I'm glad that you already have a sense you should change directions. I totally encourage you to. I totally encourage you to. Yeah, yeah. From my overall experience, you see how I lost my fucking breath there? This is a fucking long ass paragraph. From my overall experience, one big mistake that I made was to hold on to the same job in hopes that it would turn better when in fact it never did. And one of the biggest red flags I ignored was that they even opened up a new position that was exactly like mine, which should have been a good enough reason for me to pursue a different job, but I didn't. It was a terrible experience. All the best to you. And to this, the OP replies, yes, or thanks, yes, sounds like we found ourselves in very similar situations. I'm glad you made it out of yours. All right, well, the next comment. The next comment reads, my boss, my boss sensed I was getting bored. I was probably slacking, to be honest. Ooh, you see what I'm saying? There's some honesty there. There's some honesty there. So there, there's, there's some merit. There's a little virtue there. But instead of a poor review, he started asking me about my interests and goals at the company. He found an opportunity to transition to another role I'd probably enjoy a lot more. He spoke with the manager for me and encouraged me to go for it. That's what a boss should be doing when they see you're losing focus, interested in moving or advancing, etc. That's very, very perfectly worded. Now very perfectly well very very well worded i'm not going to say perfectly very few times it's something perfectly worded but the reason i went with perfect first time is because that's coming from the position of a boss right they're taking the boss's perspective the first time around i didn't take the boss's perspective but that 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 should that should cause you to question that should cause you to question whether or not the boss themselves are capable leaders if the boss like i like i did mention before if the manager is not a good manager if the manager is not a capable leader 
the manager is not developing their crew properly, right? You should be headed out regardless. Because that's honestly what a good manager does. A good manager, a good leader, a good leader creates leaders. Even if they've settled, even if they're not quote-unquote in the rat race anymore, even if they're not fighting to climb the corporate ladder anymore, they should be helping others climb. But if this motherfucker wants you to ask for permission, just so you can interview at another position that you are actually interested in, fam, nah. Do it moving. Get the fuck out of there. Either go interview, I mean... Or, like, go start some shit. I would... You want to get really Machiavellian? Go interview outside. Line up a job. Tell them that you need a month to leave. You know, if, if, you're, if you're feeling really generous, tell them that you need two months. Prospectively, two months. Tenuous. A tentative two months. Depending on what position it is, obviously, because they might need you immediately. And you won't be able to offer them this. But at least a month, right? Tell them that you need a month to transition to finish, to wrap up whatever project you're working on so that that so that the transition is seamless. And, I don't know, negotiate your pay accordingly. But on your way out, on your way out, why don't you pit your, why don't you pit your managers against one another? What I mean by that is frame them. Frame them up. Set them up, both of them. Go interview. Fuck what your manager said. Fuck what your immediate manager said. Go interview. And if the manager, if the interviewing manager likes you, let them know or have them ask your, your previous manager, right? The one who needs, needs you to ask for permission. Let them handle them. Let the two managers battle it out. Now, this entails this requires you to be a hell of an interviewee you have to knock that shit out of the park so you have to know what you're going in for you have to know what you're interviewing on you have to have some background some idea some knowledge some experience already even if it came out of a book you have to be able to verbalize and navigate your way around whatever subject matter it is that this other position deals with on a day-to-day basis. A lot of these moves, you want them to appear seamless, right? Whether the transition be internal or whether the transition be external. You want to have them appear seamless. It's the same way that you would interview at another organization. A completely different organization. You're going to go look up their background. Depending on what industry they're in. You're going to read up a little bit on the industry itself. You're going to review the uh, organization's history a little bit. Check out their website. Their reviews. If they got some blogs. Find out what's, find out what's cooking. Right? Now that's very superficial. That's very superficial. If you know how to run SEO... If you know how to run a blog, some WordPress site, if you know how to do that, then you know that some blogs are very hit and miss. They're intermittently published. They aren't 
extremely reliable, but they're a good starting point. Let's take a look at one more, one or two more. This next comment says, I also had a shit review. For me, was for me was a similar kind of thing. What? I also had a shit review. For me, was a similar kind of thing. Sure. New boss, six months into the year. So one of our first one-on-ones feedback was solicited, which I provided. At the end of the year, the boss took no time to read myself eval went on to tell me I wasn't awesome all year, which equated to a not-so-good review. (laughs) The way this person writes, though? Fucking ridiculous. The best part is the boss used some of the comments I had provided during that one-to-one as additional justification as to why I was rated the way I was. Some people should just not even lead slash manage others. Okay, I kind of got the gist of that one, where... Uh, the feedback was also requested from the employee of the employer, right? Of the, of the company itself. So there was, there was like a little two way feedback going on. And apparently this employee gave, uh, the, the manager not so hot feedback and the manager took it to heart and I guess retaliated, which, you know, which sucks cause that's a shit move. Um, if the manager was a professional, if they were diplomatic, they'd want to find out what areas they're lacking in, right? What areas they're lacking in, if they are lacking at all. Because, again, it could be just a shit employee, but you don't want to come out the gate and say, oh, because this employee gave me a fucking 2 out of 5 or a 3 out of 5, I'm going to give them a 1. Fuck them. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, you have to be, you have to be realistic. You have to be smart. Last one. I just went through a similar situation. I echo the advice already given. I will add, before you move on, make sure you write down details on the metrics you know you've met, the SMART goals you set and met, and your other accomplishments, projects, and their impact. This will help you think and speak about the value of your work after you've moved on and be a good way to look back on this experience without focusing on your bad review, quote unquote. If you have coworkers you are comfortable with, you can also ask for their feedback on your work and projects you've completed together. Hopefully, they can give you a more accurate perspective of your work and impact. That's solidly solid, solid comment right there. Honestly, that's what I would expect to do if I was... I don't know, at a new law firm, let's say. Let's say I, I went back to a, a, an, old, an old firm I was working in. And, um, you know, because industries change, associates move. And let's say I was at a, uh, at a, or let's say I was working with former associates at a firm. What I would want to have my associates do is let me know how my work effects and impacts theirs right as they get to know my working style or they're able to compare it from when i started with them to where i'm at now they're able to see whether or not i've changed at all how i've developed professionally and how we've developed together as we collaborate on certain matters on certain items right 
definitely want to make note of those skills you yourself have worked on to improve, as well as those, those items that you have seen improvements in and the value that they create, not just to you yourself, but to those that you associate with. Your associates, your clients, your partners in business, right? Those within your reach, your sphere of influence, I guess we'll call that. Only that way can you turn a potential bad review into a potential good review. You, you won't really know. Ultimately, we are dealing with humans, right? So you could be an ace. You could be doing grade A, top level work, elite level work, and still get a shit review. It happens. It happens. Even then, you shouldn't be discouraged. You should not be dissuaded from asking for that feedback. And if it ain't from a manager, it's from someone else. It's from someone you work with. It's from your clients directly. That's how good employees, that's how good managers, that's how good service people, that's how good companies earn a reputation. They learn what the reputation is. And then they build on it. There's that last bit of gold right there. Learn your reputation to earn your reputation. Have yourselves a good one. Oh, proof of life, I guess, right? Today's Friday, October 28, 2022. Have yourselves a great night.